do you know what truly matters? And if you do know what truly matters, are you focusing on what truly matters? Today, we're going to find out if you are living your full life or half life. But first, let's bring in the show. This is the Entrepreneur Underdog, business secrets to help doubted entrepreneurs triumph. The Underdog Entrepreneur is where we use fast-acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs make more money, have a bigger impact, and live a better lifestyle so that they can prove their haters wrong. And now, your host, Roy Red. Roy Red. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Entrepreneur Underdog, where we help entrepreneurs who feel like underdogs win in life and business so they can prove their haters wrong, but in a positive way. Today, I'm super excited. We have Ryan Lindner, who is here to teach us how to focus on what truly matters. And like I asked in the beginning of the podcast, do you know what truly matters? And if you do, are you focusing on that thing? Ryan is author of the book, The Half Known Life, and I can't wait to talk to him about his book. Let's bring him in. Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Real quick, let's dive right into the book. Where did you get that title um, and what does that mean? Because that title was very interesting to me when I saw it. Um, uh, what inspired you to write the book and, and where did that title come from? Uh, that's a great question. A lot of people have uh, mentioned it and with the assumption of what they think it means, it's actually from a qu quote from Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. And essentially for me, it means almost the ignorance of ourselves. In other words, we can't see ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, it's directly from that quote um, from Moby Dick. And, it, you know, as a, as a coach, um, you know, I've worked with clients, psychologists, military leaders, um, executives and companies. And when I first got into coaching, um, I was surprised to have those people as clients. And I realized that um, it doesn't matter how smart you are or what your title is. Uh, we're all people and, you know, it's very, you know, we can't see ourselves a lot of the times. So that's been sort of my, my mission for many years is to, to help people through that. Yeah. Why do you think it is that we can't see ourselves? I know one of the ways I explain it is, um, fire can't burn itself. So it's really hard to see ourselves. You know, we always talk about finding our true selves and being our true selves, but we, we're just us. Like it takes no work to be us. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to, to lock into that and find that? I think we live in a world where we live, everything is perception. And, you know, um, there is uh, how I perceive myself, how I perceive others view me and then you have the the truth which is probably neither of those right so i think the key thing that i've seen that really prevents people from from seeing themselves is um all of the mental noise that's going on uh the 
internal dialogue that never stops. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's, it's this commentary, I would call it. Yeah, I, you know, I talk about the mental dialogue a lot. Where do you think, well, first, before we go there, do you think perception is reality? And, and, and where do we get our perceptions from? Where do we get that internal dialogue from, you think? I'll answer it like this. Perception is reality in that it's, it's true to me. So I think it's true or this person thinks it's true or that person thinks it true, but is it real? Is it, is it real? Almost never, almost never. Um, you know, we, we see things a lot of times the way we want to see them. Um, you know, we, we, uh, most people take things without really questioning them, without delving deeper. Um, and it's peppered by their uh, life in their bubbles, as I call it. Um, every experience that I've had, every person that I interact with, uh, my family, the place I live in the world, uh, every bit of what is about me, my gender, my age, all that sort of peppers what I think is real. And it is almost never the case. So that leads me to an important question. And I think is one that uh, society lost the answer to is what, what is reality? Like what is actual reality? I'm not sure if we can ever um, get there, um, because I can only see things, you know, through my own eyes, but I think the closest we can get is through the questioning. Uh, I think it's asking the right questions. And that's, I think the biggest thing as a coach, you know, I've been coaching for, I guess, a little less than 20 years. Um, if you question things and you know, and you ask the right questions, um, you know, I always reserve the right to change my mind. I always have an open mind. Um, mm -hmm. I might have an opinion about something, but I am very detached to it. Uh, and a lot of people think their opinions, it's so ingrained in their identity. So if they're wrong about it, what else am I wrong about? And they're made to feel so, they're made to feel vulnerable. Yeah. And it, they think they're defending the truth, but what they're actually defending is their identities. And so for me, it's detaching from that and being open to being wrong and understanding that being wrong doesn't impact who I am or, um, but I think in order to get to the closest possible to the truth, we have to be open to the questioning and we have to be open to being wrong. You talked about the mental noise. How do we quiet that noise? Uh, great question. Um, everyone thinks that, so out of thousands and thousands and thousands of sessions with all, all walks of life, mm -hmm. everyone has this busyness in their minds and they think it is, I guess it's funny in some ways. Um, I'll be listening to a client and um, 
they think their busyness, the noise is unique to them, but they don't realize that the previous 5,000 people, I just heard the something very similar. And I'm sure a lot of coaches, counselors can, can relate to that is um, seeing patterns in, in people and to quiet the noise. I think they first have, it's something that is very difficult to instill in people, which is the awareness of it. Yeah. It's not that you have to quiet it or force it to be quiet, or I think you have to realize it's there and not take it too seriously. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll just catch myself and I'll go, there I go again. And I ask myself, okay, what do I actually know about the situation? You know, most people are on this just endless commentary. Someone cuts you off in traffic and you go off in your head. I got to, you know, yell at this person. Can you believe what they just did? They just cut me off. I, I cannot believe it. That was so close. And you honk your horn and you go on this endless mental commentary. But for me, it is really just most of our noise doesn't help our lives. It doesn't add anything to the situation. You know, suppose that person who cut me off, suppose he was on the way to the hospital with a pregnant wife in the car. Would that change my opinion about it? Um, suppose he just made an honest mistake, you know? Um, so in other words, I ask myself, what do I actually know? And is this worth my energy? And I think to, I think to ask those questions, um, you've got to be aware of it. And most people are not. They're on this endless string of reactivity and they're not aware it's happening. But with everything I do in my life, I'm asking, you know, every the cost of a thing is how much life it takes from you. And everything I do, um, I ask myself what the cost and energy is for that. Yeah, yeah that's huge. So tell me, what, what matters? What should we really focus on that really matters? I think when people hear that question, you know, what matters, everyone's thinking, I, I know what matters already. Family and, you know, friends and relationships. and um, But then with everything they do, they are, you know, you, your behaviors reflect what is important to you in that moment. And so people think they know what matters, but then, okay, well, why are they not reflecting that? with the decisions they make because everything they do is really their whole life is a series of decisions about priorities and what is worth their energy. So, you know, a lot of clients I've worked with, they intend to, you know, visit their family more, see their friends more, do what they really love, chase this goal, open a business. They intend to do that, but they, they have to, do all these things first to to be ready they have to complete the to-do list they have to save money they have to do all these things and so there's always tomorrow right and so i think what 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 really matters is stopping and really looking at am i because most people know what matters they're just not reflecting that in their lives and most people do not do that until they encounter a trauma 
So in other words, they get in a car accident and they're like, whoa, I got to really take a hard look at my life. Um, that career I hate, the um, all the time I've been wasting, or maybe, you know, some people never do. Some people never get there. Even on their deathbed, maybe they're look back and go, wow, time passed so quick. And I think a trauma, what does it do? It pulls you into the moment. It pulls you into the moment because it shocked you out of that to-do list. And now things become clear. What matters becomes clear in that moment. And what, and I talk about this in the book and I work with clients on is how can I get to that mental place without a trauma occurring? Like, how can I be aware and, and, and make progress in my life and quiet the noise um, without you know, being shocked in, into it. And, and that's a, that's the, the right way to think. Uh, that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear about people who have near death, death experiences and they talk about the same thing that you're speaking about. And at the end of the, t at the end of the day, we think we have time, but we don't, we don't have time. And, you know, we get on the other side where we know time is running out and then we start to regret so much. And I just think life is just the regret minimization business, trying to minimize regrets as best as we can. Um, if I'm going to think about buying your book, why would I grab it? How would your book help me become better, find out what matters and, and, and just find out who I am? It takes you, it's about exploring within yourself what's real, what's true, um, asking those right questions that I was talking about. Um, most people think in, in their life they are, um, they are a role. A lot of companies hire roles, not people, right? And that's why a lot of people leave companies because they don't feel heard. They don't feel like a person. Um, and one thing I specialize in is transitions. And I've worked with a lot of people, for example, maybe a, a, a soldier, right? They've been a soldier for 20, 30 years and they're getting ready to retire. And now, well, so now who am I? I was a soldier and now who am I? Well, you're the same person. My guess is you had a life before you were a soldier, right? Your spouse doesn't think of you as a soldier. They just think of you as Johnny or whoever, they don't call you Sergeant, I'm, I assume. And, you know, I always tell clients, you know, on a deserted island, who are you? Are you a role? No, you're not. You're a person. And I think the book kind of delves into that identity piece where it's like, what's real in your life? Um, are your opinions real? Are your titles real? What does it add to your life? You know, if something doesn't add to your life, it takes away. What are you doing with your energy? Most people don't realize what they're doing. And again, it comes back to what we start talking about, which was we can't see ourselves. And it, I think it's a, my goal is that it is perhaps a catalyst for people so that they can, it, something is triggered in themselves that they ask the right questions and they go, whoa, and, and they can start the transformation and and sort of never go back you never go back to that life on the to-do list 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there's a subtle distinction between reality and existence and uh, our reality and the consensus reality. And there's kind of a power struggle between people who want to say my reality is my perception. But then there's also a consensus reality. For example, if a bus is about to hit you, I don't care what your perception is about that bus. When that bus hits you, you're going to get seriously injured or die, <laughs> right? And so kind of one way I explain it is reality is physicalness. And things that are physical are measurable, and things that are magical have distance. They take up space, and they have form. And I believe that our perceptions and our, our consensus, our, our individual reality is what God has given us to go and then create in the physical world so that other people can experience it as well. That's just kind of the way I think about it. How do you think about it? Yeah, I like that. So it's sort of manifested physically from, um, from the non-physical. Exactly. Um, and experience powers both of those realms. Yeah. You know, um, I think it, what people think is real is mostly just the commentary. Um, and you know, what, what is physical, you know, am I, am I the sum total of my body? Is that who I am? Not, not really. It's, it's just what I was given to like live my life in, like as a, as a, a vessel, you know, I'm not, um, you know, it's just the, but who I am, it transcends that, right? It transcends the physical. So I think what, when you talk about what matters to people and what's real, I think they're thinking of what transcends the physical. Um, Cause they're not, they're not their bodies. Most of the stuff that's physical in our lives is about us. It's not really who I am. You know, it's like, and, and that's where most people live. It's in that physical plane. It's, you know, when you meet someone new, what was the first question you ask people? Oh, so what do you do? Well, what I do and who I am are two different things. I mean, if you asked me 20 years ago what I did, I'm, it's going to be a very different answer. Um, I might do 50 things as well. What I do is really just a, a manifestation of of who I am. It, it doesn't, it's about me. It's about me. It's not who I am. If you ask people who they are, they really, they don't know. They just give you their resume. You know, they just list the resume. Yeah. And that's exactly what people think. You know, we talked about the identity and um, people don't realize they're actually beyond that. So I think when you look at your life, you look at your life and you look at what's real and what, what matters, it's, everything you're creating in your life is um a reflection of where you are at in terms of your mental state you know what's manifested from it I and um totally agree yeah. um what is your favorite book or book that's changed your life um I think, I think, um, 
a new earth Eckhart Tolle um, was a good one um, it allowed me to be more present um, I think uh, there's one that is actually um, out of print and little known but it's called uh tinkerbell jerusalem actually um and it's about something called in-betweens which are the moments people miss in the end that they totally disregard in their regular life um in other words you know i've had um as a co you know i've had two cardiac arrests and uh after I had those, working with my clients changed. Uh, the The problem suddenly seemed very different when I was trying just to be conscious and remain conscious. But when you, again, you know, go through a trauma like that and you're sort of awakened, um, the in-betweens are those little tiny little moments that are skipped over. Um, Maybe it's a smell that reminds you of like your dad, his work shirt or mom's cookies when you were a kid or, you know, those little things. And I think those simpler moments, um, they, matter, they matter way more than anything that is the commentary in your head, anything that's the noise right now. And that noise gets super, super quiet when you realize you have very limited energy and you have to prioritize that. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was a long winded answer to your question, but I think those two books, they were the catalyst for me. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, where can people follow you, get your book, and, um, and follow your work? Sure. Um, it's on pre-order right now, but they can go to my website, rslindner, L-I-N-D-N-E-R, rslindner.com, or they can go to halfknownlifebook.com and you, they can get it on pre-order there. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing your information and, and your knowledge with us. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, always remember to be your self.